Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you're with me. I'm glad if you've heard us before or heard me before and wanted to return. And I'm so glad if you've just found us. So welcome. And the us part, of course, is me and my team. They do some of the background things and I do all the talking. So (laughs) if that sounds strange to you, that's what the us is. And you're part of us, too, because you're here with us, and that's great. So tonight we're going to talk about something that really needs to be talked about. Um, It's about emotional brainwashing. Now, that's not a common term. I just decided to use it tonight because... It really is what happens to you if you've been with one of these relentlessly difficult, toxic people that I call hijackals, and you will recognize it. But I want to go deeply into it tonight. What causes it? Why is it happening? What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it do to you? So that you could have some insights if you haven't quite been able to put your finger on what's happening, then you will be able to certainly after tonight. Because emotional brainwashing, we need to understand how it erodes your self-worth and your self-confidence and a lot of other things too. And so let's just talk for a minute about what it is. When you think about brainwashing, Don't you think about prisoners and waterboarding and being put in a room and told things over and over again until you're so exhausted and sleep deprived, and then you begin to believe it. It's easier to believe it because you start second guessing yourself and you start believing what someone is telling you or what a bunch of someone's is telling you. And so this becomes a process in which you then have your brain eroded (laughs) from what you previously thought to what they want you to think. And why did they do that? Why is there a brainwashing process? Because they want power over you. They want to direct your thoughts. They want to gaslight you. They want to take control of your reality. They want to get in your head and have you believing everything that they say. Does that sound at all familiar to you? You know, I've said before, I had two hijackal parents. I married a hijackal. I divorced a hijackal. I co-parented with a hijackal. These things certainly sound very familiar to me, although it's in the distant past, and it could be in your distant past too. So let's just think about what is the definition of brainwashing? Well, it's the process of making someone believe something by repeatedly telling them it's true and also by preventing them from getting any other information. 
So they, that's why hijackers like to isolate you. That's why they like to marginalize you. That's like why they like to move you to the country and take away your car keys. All of that thing, because they want to make you believe that what they're saying about you is true. And it's always about tearing you down, wearing you down, and putting you down. And so the brainwashing process is that they keep repeating these messages in one way or the other, could be with an eye roll, it could be with words, it could be with threats, it could be with anything, but they repeatedly tell you something is true because it serves their purposes to have you believe it. And you probably already are sitting up and taking notice because if you've had a hijackal in your life, you understand the truth of that. And so it becomes important for us to understand that this is an integral part of emotional abuse. And I wrote a definition of emotional abuse recently uh, so that we could share one uh, for everybody listening to the podcast and the people who work with me. Here is my definition of emotional abuse. It's controlling another person by criticizing, embarrassing, shaming, blaming, discounting, dismissing, depriving, and denying their rights, their needs, their thoughts, their feelings, and denying them equality. All of those things in my books add up to emotional abuse. And if those things are happening in your relationship, whether that was with a parent, with a partner, with a sibling, now maybe with an adult child, all of those things could be going on. So it becomes very important to get clear about this because it will indeed erode your self-confidence. It will erode your self-worth, your self-image, your self-concept, all of those things. Now, recently on the podcast, I had a guest, Beverly Engel, and she's just written a new book called Escaping Emotional Abuse. So she was talking in the book about how this all comes down, because in the beginning, you know, there's the love bombing phase. They want you to like them. So they read you like a book. They become a chameleon, everything you ever wanted. They bring you things. They take you places. They do lovely things. They say the right things. They future fake. That means that they're making a future promise. We could be all this in a bag of chips. And you want that. Of course you want that. It's just what you wanted. And so they know about the love bombing phase and they spread that thickly. And they can sustain it for a while. Problem with hijackals is they're not good at sustaining it because this isn't who they really are. This is an act. But they can love bomb for a while. And if you keep putting them off, they will either do it a little bit longer or they will start making you wrong and go away. So one of the ways that you can tell quite early on if you're in the dating world is if you keep not being ready to have the relationship go to another level, you will soon see whether or not they change. So in that love bombing phase, everything is lovely. And then we have that erosion that begins 
you know, just a little off comment here, a little bit of a sly, snide remark there. And then when you catch them, what do they say? Oh, I was just kidding. Or you really have a thin skin, don't you? They will always make it your fault. And so they'll start with just little remarks. They may even apologize occasionally and go back to behaving the way they were um, because they don't want to lose you at that point. They've invested a lot in you. And then it begins to show up and you make you make excuses and allowances for it in the beginning because everybody has a bad day. Everybody says something wrong. You're endeavoring to be an equal partner. You're trying to create those three must-haves of a healthy relationship. You want the equality. You want the reciprocity. You want the mutuality. So, you know, you go along with the give and take of a relationship. Then you find out that you're doing a little more giving and they're doing a little more taking. And then that gap starts to widen. So it might not be something that you can quite put your finger on it. But Beverly Engel in her book said something that I think will give you a really vital and good visual. She said, emotional abuse can be likened to the slow drip, drip, drip of water torture. The first few drops of water on your forehead don't bother you that much, but soon the constant dripping begins to unnerve you. You spend all your time anticipating when the next drop will come, and you become more and more sensitive to the drips until each one feels like a drop of fire on your forehead. Does that describe anything that you have experienced? That it started out great, and then you you were making allowances for the person, maybe justifying, rationalizing their behavior. Maybe they touched you in a deep way with their past trauma. And you, oh, you know, that person's been so terribly hurt, I should give them more space. I should make more allowances for them. Remember, that's all plucking at your heartstrings very purposefully. So it takes a while to sort that out. But very important, and that drip, drip, drip on your forehead, that's crazy making. You know, when people do water torture, they eventually can only hear the drips, and then pretty soon they start hallucinating and losing their minds. And that can certainly happen to a degree. And you start to say, is it me? Am I the one who's causing all this problem? So many times people come to my groups or or, uh, talk to me in my membership program, and they say, I'm beginning to think maybe I was the hijackal. That's almost a stage people go through when they consider leaving a hijackal. Because what if it's me? What if I'm making a mistake? You've been told so many times that you do nothing but make mistakes. Of course you're going to have that question. Of course you are. And that's normal. That's natural. But it isn't you. It isn't you. It's what you've been told. It's that drip, drip, drip of water on your forehead. So the love bombing phase sets you up for the picture of what the relationship is as well as the picture of who that person is. Now, if it was your parent, There was no love bombing phase. You just were born into it. But if you were in a romantic relationship, that's the love bombing phase. Or if you're creating a new friendship or a business dealing or a business partnership, 
That can be the love bombing phase. Have you ever been hired by a very charismatic person? And within three weeks, you wonder, what did I ever think this was a good idea? Why did I think this? The person has changed so greatly, but they put on a good show in the beginning. That's all the love bombing. So don't beat yourself up for falling for that. You had no idea that was false. Not at all. But the emotional brainwashing began. And when it began to go sour and south, then you would rush in with the justifications, rationalizations, excuses, and understandings. But then when it continued on its journey south, you started to get tired. And that is when you became more susceptible to either believing it or not having the energy to fight back or the knowledge of how to. And in the membership site at forrelationshiphelp.com, you can become a member there and you have access to me and to the groups completely off social media. But also you have access to my Ask Me Anything calls. And that's an important benefit because you may have questions. So if you've been love bombed and the kinds of things that we're talking about now, you start second guessing yourself, know that that's a natural outpouring of all of this. That's what happens. That's the direction in which it goes. And that's the direction that the hijackal intended it to go. So they are in charge of this process. They are losing patience with having to be nice, pretending to be loving. And so they can turn it on and turn it off. You've noticed that already, I'm sure. So they want to turn it off. They want to get on to other things. They've got you in the bag. They figure, you know, in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, there's a whole chapter called The Gotcha Factor, how they get you and nail you down. And then you don't realize what you got yourself into. So as I said earlier, don't beat yourself up if you found yourself into one of those locations. Don't beat yourself up. Just know, oh, I now know where I am. Have a good look around and say, ah, yeah, I am hostage to someone who wants to brainwash me. Someone who wants to make me believe something that they want me to believe by telling me it over and over and over. And maybe that second part of the brainwashing definition, they also want to separate you from anybody who would affirm you so that what they're saying becomes the way that you define yourself. That's what they want. So we have the love bombing phase, then you go into maybe a little honeymoon days, if you're lucky. And sometimes it'll last for a couple of years because they're satisfied. They're still working on you and things are working out. And probably you're giving them extra room. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You're going the extra mile because you are a healthy, loving person. And they are beginning to take more and more advantage of you. But then that drop, drop, drop starts to really be noticeable. Like, you didn't mean that. You said last time you didn't mean it, but you just did it again. So you did mean it. Now, you know, there's an episode on faux apologies. A faux apology is when someone says they're sorry and makes no change in their behavior. 
A real apology is when someone is sorry and it is demonstrated that they are sorry because they don't do it again. There's a sustained change in their behavior. But hijackals are the kings and queens of faux apologies. If pushed, they will say something that's kind of sideways, like, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry that you saw it that way, or I'm sorry that you heard my words that way. That is so convoluted and passive-aggressive, it's crazy-making, right? And that's their idea of an apology. But you might get one or two in the early days. But then that drip, drip, drip starts to be something that you notice, that, oh, it was a little bit there. There was a complaint about the food. There was a complaint about the house. There was a complaint about the timing. There was blame. There was shame. There was put-downs. And slowly you're being worn down and torn down. And then you start to notice that these outbursts, these little hits that come your way. They start first with a little bit of an apology, and then there's an outburst with no apology, and then there's an outburst with blame attached to it, and then it goes worse from there, maybe an outburst of rage. And by this point, you're second-guessing yourself like crazy. You're questioning your sanity. Not only what did I get myself into, but is it me? Am I really seeing this? Am I being too harsh? Do I not see the good? Should I see the good? Is there any good? All of those questions that come to you because you have some sense of wanting to be treated well and you are going probably overboard by this point to treat the hijackal well. So they say you're wrong and they say you're nothing and they say you're to blame. And they're on you all that time. There's always a little hit here and a little hit there and maybe a big rage and a big outburst. And then, oh, maybe the dreaded silent treatment, which I hope you see the way I do. If they pull off the dreaded silent treatment, rejoice and enjoy the silence. Don't plead with them to talk to you. When you, you, a little trick here, when you don't plead with them to talk to you, when you don't make them wrong for being silent, they don't know what to do with that. You give them the impression you would be 100% happy if they never spoke to you again. They don't know what to do with that because this is a power move and they're not getting any power for it. So if they do the silent treatment, enjoy the silence and go about your business. And that may be something new for you to try because you're so sorry that they're not speaking to you and they're withholding themselves from you. Just call it for what it is. You know, mommy or daddy is not speaking right now. So we're just going to have to go about our, our day and do what we want to do. They'll speak up soon enough. But this is the pan, the whole pan of all of the things that people will do who are hijackals to have power over you. The silent treatment is one of those. But this constant emotional brainwashing, you are, let me tell you, nobody would put up with you the way I do. You know, nobody would want you. And then you say to them, okay, great. Well, why don't you get rid of me? No, I'm the only person in the world who put up with you. 
Maybe you've heard things like that. And so it, it, it really becomes a brainwashing technique, constantly picking at you, constantly telling you you're not good enough, constantly telling you you make mistakes, constantly telling you you're to blame for everything that's going wrong, constantly finding problems with your appearance, with your language, with your career. You know, I was on a show the other day and someone said, well, how do hijackals choose who they come after? And I said, well, there's a spectrum from one side to the other. On one side, there are the people who already have maybe a low sense of self, and they're looking for someone to validate them. A hijacker comes along with all of their love bombing skills, and you think you've died and gone to heaven. At the other end of the spectrum, what they like are really successful people because they see them as a challenge. They want to see if they can mine their vulnerabilities and then weaponize them and bring them down. So somewhere in that between finding somebody who's already groomed to take their abuse to finding someone who's strong and successful and seeing them as a challenge to bring them down, that will occur. And in that, in that spectrum of people, they're practicing their skills of manipulation. And one of the big skills that they use in order to emotionally brainwash you is gaslighting. And that's when someone else, the hijackal in this case, wants to define your reality for you. They will tell you what you think. You know, if anybody ever says to you, I know you better than you know yourself, run, you know, in your mind, you may not do it physically, but run. What do you mean you know me better than I know myself? Don't let that ever ring true in your mind. Nobody knows you better than you know yourself. And if you think that could be possibly true, get to know yourself better. Because if you could fall prey to that line, they will take the opportunity to gaslight you. They will tell you what you think, what you feel, what you need, what you should remember, what you prefer, what you want. They will tell you, and they will tell you if you want something different, that you're wrong. They know what you want. They will tell you how things are. They will remember the story differently than they told it. They will remember the story differently than it happened. It will always be to their advantage. But part of the emotional brainwashing is to get you to agree with them. And you know, somebody tells a story about something that happened in your past and they elaborate a tiny bit or it's a little bit off here and there, but you think, oh, that's not enough to call them out for, right? You don't say anything. You just, oh, well, it's not quite right, but it's close enough. They're counting on that. And then the next time they tell it, it's another six degrees off and another six degrees off, pretty soon it's too late to say anything you think. You've put up with it. You've gone along with it. And that's just what they wanted. That's part of the emotional brainwashing. So it's very important to understand that. And it's important to understand that their mission is to put you down, wear you down, and tear you down so that you become too exhausted to fight back. And that makes you compliant. And that is the end result of emotional blackmail, that you are bonded, 
and I did a show on this last week, trauma bonded to this person. And that's sad. And if you are there, it's time to change that. But if you feel like you're being emotionally blackmailed right now in your relationship, it's really time to wake up and smell the herbal tea (laughs) because you don't want this for a moment. And it's not like you're going to stand up and say, you're not going to emotionally blackmail me. That won't fly. You know that won't fly. Making them wrong doesn't fly. It's something that within you, you will begin to notice. That's not true. I know that I'm not like that. I know that that didn't happen that way. That isn't my perception of events. That's not what I think and feel. And so here's a technique for that. If you find yourself in that state, quietly, neutrally, and genuinely, just say, oh, that's not the way I remember it. No, actually, that's not the way I feel about it. No, I hadn't been thinking along those lines. Just start practicing affirming yourself. Not in a big emotional way, not in a flashy way. Just start affirming yourself. If you have to start by not saying it out loud, start that way. But then just quietly start saying it out loud. They may not like it. But you're not saying anything about them. You're only talking about yourself. And you need to take that part of you back. You have the right to talk about yourself. So pull that back in by saying, actually, that's not what I wanted. No, it didn't happen that way in my recollection. Just quietly saying those things. Affirm yourself. Don't let them get into your head and start manipulating things. And then you get confused or you get fearful and you don't want to say anything. Then one way to start turning that around is to start validating yourself in your head. Then start validating it out loud, as I was just saying. Now, something that you know from someone who's an emotional blackmailer is they keep telling you to try harder, be better, do more, be more, have more, show up more for them. They keep wanting you to try harder, and they may even tell you what you should do. But there's a problem with that, isn't there? Because as soon as you do exactly what they wanted, they move the marker So you try harder and they move the marker. And now it's, well, why would you think I wanted that? Well, that's simply not enough. That's ridiculous. I don't want that. I want four times more. Have you had that experience? That's emotional brainwashing. Try and figure out the hijackle is what they're saying. Come on, come on. Do what I want you to. Do it my way. Figure it out. And then I'll knock you down. I'll tell you that you didn't do it well enough. And that is that erosion of self. It's the erosion of your self-esteem. It definitely will erode your self-confidence because you know you can't please them for more than a hot minute, right? Yeah, maybe it'll last a week. Maybe it'll last a weekend. Maybe it'll last a whole month. But in the meantime, you're waiting for the drip, drip, drip to start again. So you're not enjoying it. For a moment, you think there's relief, but then you start thinking, I've been here before and it didn't go well. So you need to be 100% on that. Because I often think of hijackals, not in a gender way, 
but as they who will not be pleased. <laughs> they who will not be pleased. You endeavor to please them, and it is never enough. It does not do it for them. And so it's important for you to recognize that that's a game they're playing. To have power over you, they are not going to be pleased. They are not going to be settled. They are not going to be happy. They are not going to be rewarding you. As would happen in a healthy relationship, a non-hijacker would be thrilled that you wanted to do something they asked you to do. They would be so appreciative. But a hijackal does not have that to give. And so when they are being so displeased with you and they're saying things that are dismissive and denying and discounting and demeaning, you start to take it on and you can start to feel less and less and feel like you're on shaky ground and feel like you can't speak up because you've let it go on so long, or you tried and you got squashed like a gnat. And so you stop, you get tired. And in that discounting and diminishing you, you may even begin to believe what they're saying about you. And that is really troublesome. But it's not about you. I want you to really know that what they're saying is not about you. It's about them. Anything that they have a fear that is true about themselves, they will tell you is true about you. It's what we call projection. So I, I saw something on Facebook the other day, and I, I'll just paraphrase it. It said, you know, when a hijackal tells you something about you, take it as a confession about them. And that basically is the truth that when they are pointing the finger at you and blaming you for something, you can almost take it as a confession that is true for them. So in this emotional brainwashing situation, they are trying to get you to believe their opinion of you. And it's an extension of gaslighting, but it's not about them. It's about you standing up and saying, no, you're not going to tell me who I am. You are not going to define me. And as I said, if that conversation starts in your head, which is a good place for it to start, otherwise you might blurt it out and, and maybe not have it be so neutral. But know that, that it's not about you. It's about them. They are endeavoring to have power over you. And one of the things that is true for many people, especially if you've been raised by a hijackal, and I think I told this story before on another podcast episode, but, you know, I had two hijackal parents, and I'm an only child, so I chose to nurse them to their deaths at home. They died five years apart. My mother was the last. And after she passed, I had some time to reflect on something that had happened in the hospital, or in, in not in the hospital, in her room where, where she passed. And I had put my hand on top of hers because, of course, a hijackal is not going to hold my hand, right? So I put my hand on top of hers and I said, you know, Mom, you've never told me that you loved me. And she looked down her nose and she said, I know. And that was the whole conversation. That's the way hijackals roll, power over you till the last breath. 
And so after I was through the funeral and had dealt with her house and everything, I was reflecting on that. Why did it matter so much? Now, of course, we can all answer that question. Every child wants to be loved by their parent. But why did it still matter to me at 40 plus? Why? And here's what I figured out. And I've said this in so many speeches I've given, and so many women particularly have come up to me and said, that's true for me. And here was what I discovered. I didn't like my mother. I didn't approve of her. I didn't agree with her. She was nasty. She was critical. She was judgmental. She was two-faced. So many things. But here I was, and here's what I figured out. I was waiting for the approval of someone of whom I didn't approve. Now, that's a real head turner. If you can realize that you're, you don't like the way the hijackal is behaving, and yet you're wanting them to like you, okay, light bulb moment. Why would you? You don't like the way they behave. Why would you want them to like you? And that can be a big moment. I know with my clients, I'll often find them um, <clears throat> in that state where they didn't even realize that. And when I share that story with them, the penny drops. You know, if you want to talk to me, you can go to beaclient.com. I have a new client one hour offer there for only $97. But when I am talking with someone and they realize that they too were waiting for the approval of someone they didn't like, they didn't approve of, they have no respect for, that's a big turning point, right? That is a big turning point. It can be a big turning point for you. So, Emotional brainwashing leads you to have eroded self-worth and self-confidence. And I hope by understanding these ways in which they do it and why they do it, you will begin to have that turning moment when you stop looking for the approval of someone who is determined not to approve of you, but worse, that you don't even like. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. You know that you can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. Join me here on the podcast at any time. Join me on YouTube. My channel is called, you guessed it, For Relationship Help. And until we talk again, be very good to yourself. Treat yourself gently. Treat yourself well. Think well of yourself. Speak well of yourself because you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.